The way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media. Oh, that's a reason why I decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online for the hottest issues to transfer a daily social media minute. We're joined by Yerika. Good morning. Good morning. We're matching this morning. Yes. Yeah. Yellow. <laughs> is apparently yellow. the memo. If you didn't get the memo, guys, yes, yellow is the color to wear on Monday. <laughs> it does bring me joy. I think that's why I reached for it. It was kind of yeah. hot and humid and difficult over the weekend. It's one of my favorite colors. It's it's uh, it's sunny outside yeah. right now. That's right. Yeah. And it's going to be hot, apparently. Yeah. So brace yourselves. If yellow brings you joy, that's the color you should <laughs> opt for. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our social media minute. Let's. Uh, this is my first time here. Hearing about it, but because a group of South Korean women actually won the first ever gold medal for the country in, at the World Military Parachuting Championships, yeah. we thought, yeah, let's talk about it. Why not? I wonder how many of our listeners are actually aware that uh, such a competition exists, even. <laughs> uh, the 45th World oh. Military Parachuting Championships uh, was recently held in Austria from June 20th through the 30th. Uh, the competition is over and the results are finally in. And we're talking about it. Yeah. I, I guess I'm kind of floored at the fact that it's the 45th, so it's been around yeah. for decades. And South Korea has been participating in the, the competition for the last 16 years. Oh, look at that. Yep. And we're hearing about the first time under good circumstances, mm-hmm. a group of women winning big. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of our <laughs> listeners have no idea what we're talking about. The official name is World Military Parachuting Championships. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? Yes, okay. uh, it is. <laughs> Uh, let me briefly tell you about uh, this. the championships. There are several disciplines to the competition, which are divided into men's and women's mm. events. One of them is the team accuracy competition. Oh. Uh, competitors jump in teams of five. They jump from an aircraft at 1,000 meters. That's a kilometer, by the way, uh-huh. off the ground. Uh, they open their parachutes sequentially to allow each competitor a clear approach to the target landing area. That's the whole point. You jump and then you have to land in the target landing area, area. which has a diameter of just five meters. Okay, I'm just trying to process what that is like. This is precise landing. Has anyone seen Kingsman? Like, it's it's part of their training, right? And and you're watching this like, that's not how they... No, that's how they train. And that's apparently how they compete. Yes. And uh, their individual scores count for both the individual competition and for the team competition. And the best of four is used. Germany won the men's team accuracy event, while Mm -hmm. France won the women's event in the same discipline. Mm -hmm. South Korean women's team came in the third place place mm. in this particular discipline, okay. winning a bronze medal. Uh, however, it was in the formation skydiving Ooh. team discipline in which the South Korean women won their first ever gold medal at the championships. You've all probably seen it on TV. Yes. Um, it, it looks kind of unreal, even the real deal. Formation skydiving is the art of building formations or patterns yeah. while you're in free fall. You're free falling and you have to, for example, make a circle <laughs> with the rest of your teammates. I can't, and uh, I can't some people can't even this do this on the ground. <laughs> this is a good point. Tell us to form a circle and we'll look at each other like, mm, yeah. how mm. do I do that? <laughs> 
So uh, this discipline is executed in something called a prone position, which uh-huh. means the competitors' bellies must face the ground. Okay. Uh, a competition team consists of four performers and one videographer. Competition consists of eight rounds, so you don't jump once; you have to do it multiple times. Okay. And each round consists of up to six different formations. The teams have 35 seconds to continually and correctly repeat the sequence of formations in free fall. And each correctly completed uh, formation scores one point. Uh, the winning team collects the most points, obviously, uh-huh. by completing the most correct formations within the given time limit. Okay, so the formation skydiving category it yep. surprisingly relies a great deal on accuracy, too. That's right. Because you have to jump a few times of and course. basically create the same image. And oh. it's all about teamwork. We're Here. showing you an image, but that probably just doesn't do it justice. No. I'm sure there are videos online. Um, if you're brave enough, yeah. look for it's it. It's crazy. Uh, this is 1,000 meters off the ground. Now, the Belgian mm. men's team took the gold in this discipline, okay. while the South Korean women's team won gold in the event. Mm. Uh, their final score was 187 points, ahead of Team Morocco with 173 points, oh. and Team France with 140 points. Now, the South Korean women's team finished this year's championship in second place overall. Isn't that amazing? This is insane. Yep. And I'm wondering uh, how, how uh, what is their training like? Uh, okay, so I'm sure eventually yeah. there will be interviews <laughs> plenty online, yeah. but we're just learning about them mm-hmm. for the first time. Who are these women? Uh, the four women, they're aged between 29 and 39. You're not supposed to reveal their names and their ranks mm-hmm. for, I guess, security reasons. Okay, yeah. um, they are members of the South Korean military and uh, these four women are members of South Korea's special forces. Okay. Yeah, two of them are moms oh. with kids aged six and seven. Uh, their training starts really early in the morning and late at night. Uh, so their their day begins with physical training mm. and then they, they train. They, they go up in the sky. They jump multiple jumps every day. And then their day ends late in a wind tunnel. I'm trying to because process they have to perfect their skills. what this is like. And I take it back. I, I guess we won't get interviews because I didn't realize there were mm-hmm. members of South Korea's special forces. Yep. But, I mean, they are super in, in every measurable standard. This, yes. is, this is so crazy. And, uh, you know, each of these competitors have logged more than 1,000 jumps. So there's no fear of jumping, free falling out of a plane, apparently. <laughs> I guess when you're deemed the champion of the world, yeah. fear is not uh, what belittles I, I, I came across this news yesterday and yeah. I was so proud. Yeah, <laughs> in many, many ways. Yeah. Uh, here's little me afraid to jump just once. Huh? I can't even jump once. Yeah. Have I, you gone parachuting before? I've done a, a lot of bungee jumping, but not skydiving. But it's on my bucket list. I would like to try at least once. Okay, tell me after once if it gets better. Because... <laughs> Apparently it gets scarier, according to a story that my friend told me. Okay. Because so you know that feeling. Of what to expect. Yeah, what that makes to expect. It worse. Yes. I'm wondering, to get to 1,000 jumps, how many uh, obstacles do you have to overcome? This yeah. is amazing. So congratulations yes. to the four women who won big at the 45th yep. World Military Parachuting Championship. Mm-hmm. On to our second story. I mean, she's been in the headlines quite frequently yes. for more, I think, for her... Um, work into help human rights issues, I believe. But still one image is what's engraved in our heads. Uh, Dub the napalm girl. She received her final burn treatment after 50 years. I know. Uh, If I mention the name, Fonti Kimifuk, you'll all be going, 
who. <gasps> but if I show you a photograph of her as a child, aged nine, most of you will nod in recognition. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning, I think, Photo. image that single-handedly shaped the way right. Americans felt about yep. the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So the woman uh, whose heart-wrenching photo became a symbol of the horrors of the Vietnam War has had her final skin treatment with a burn specialist, like you mentioned, 50 years mm-hmm. after her village was struck by napalm. Uh, she was photographed at the age of nine. She's seen running in the photo and uh, she's she's unclothed mm-hmm. and she's screaming in agony after napalm was dropped by a South Vietnamese attack aircraft. Mm-hmm. Now Nick Utt, the photographer who captured this image in June of 1972, drove her away to find mm-hmm. medical treatment. Now Fook spent more than a year in the hospital recovering from her injuries and she has lived in continuous pain Mm. and uh, limited movement. Mm. And uh, this past week, she underwent her 12th and final round of laser treatment Mm. at uh, the Miami Dermatology and Laser Institute. Because she did move to, I believe, Canada in the early 90s. And she's been living in North America ever since. And she's gotten her final treatment for those burns that she got as a nine-year-old girl. Yes, exactly. She's seen the photo. She's in Miami. And while she was in Miami, she met the photographer who went on to win a Pulitzer surprise for immortalizing the horrors of the war through the now iconic image. Mm-hmm. When he took this photo, he was just 21 years old, so he was a child too. I was going to say, yeah. and he he had not just the courage to go there and right. to photograph the front lines, but also react so quickly to take this young girl to and get the treatment. And this is an age before digital cameras, so yeah. he can't check whether that photo is a photo is perfect or no. You know, you just had to like, you know, snap away. I can't, I don't even know what that's like. And and the, the woman actually now after all these years credits him for saving her life on that very fateful day. Exactly. Mm. You know, she has described over the years of how much she hated the photograph. <laughs> you know, she felt ugly and ashamed for being pictured naked. The time she's not wearing any clothes because her, her clothes have been torched from her body. And in the years after the attack, mm. uh, she lived with uh, intense mental trauma mm. And excruciating physical pain. But now she says, I'm not a a victim of war anymore. I'm a survivor. I feel like 50 years ago, I was a victim. But now I was a friend, a helper, a mother, a grandmother, and a survivor calling out for peace. So she is an activist. And, you know, she's been in several interviews recently. And she talks about the experience, the horrific experiences, and how much she hated the pictures, as you've said. Um, She has a whole life after the picture Mm -hmm. that I think she wants to talk about more. That's right. All right. Uh, she did have a really helpful message that perhaps we'd like to share this morning. I yeah. This was nice. She said she wished everyone could live with love, hope, and forgiveness. And if everyone can learn to live like that, we don't need war at all. It's powerful coming from her, yep. isn't it? That's right. All right. And on to our final buzzword this morning. More American men. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Getting vasectomies after the Roe versus Wade ruling. That's, That's an right. overturned. Yes. Uh, this was a story in the Washington Post. Doctors in America say uh, more and more men are rushing to get vasectomies in the wake of the divisive Supreme Court ruling to mm. overturn the Roe v. Wade abortion mm. ruling. Mm. And uh, yeah, 60 to 70 percent of the men who come to the hospital say the reason why they're having the procedure is because of the court's decision. They don't. They want to make sure that unwanted pregnancies are just ruled right. out completely. Exactly. Yeah. Now, okay. many of them are young men, mm. and they're now thinking about uh, Justice Clarence Thomas and his opinion that contraception 
may fall next. All right. Uh, post Roe versus Wade. I mean, the conversation is still continuing on. We're feeling the ripple effects of it. Yes. Some of which we'll talk about in our upcoming world mm-hmm. news. I know you didn't intend to, but line oh, up perfectly. Again. <laughs> Thank you very much, Erica. <laughs> awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.